1: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com
2: slash recommend today.
0: 3-2 Montreal, the final. Buffalo unable to get it done tonight as the Sabres put 45 shots up on the Canadians, but unable to only get more than just two goals in this one. And the Sabres have dropped their second straight game for the first time this season. As we welcome you back here to the Press Box at Key Bank Center and the post-game show. We will be heading down to the locker room shortly to hear from Paul Hamilton. We'll also get Don Granado's post-game thoughts and Paul's takes as well. But, I mean, coming off of a road trip in which the Sabres played very late Tuesday night in Seattle past midnight here Eastern time and then had to fly back on Wednesday. They got back Wednesday late afternoon. You've got the jet lag. You've got the time change for the Sabres to come out today and give an effort in which they put 45 shots up, and I thought played a pretty up-tempo game overall. This was not uh, a slow affair at all. I thought there were a lot of tra- good transitions, odd man rushes on both sides, but that style of game was there tonight where maybe the Sabres would have thought, hey, being in a track meet's maybe not good for us with how low energy we w- they were, uh, and I was impressed with the Sabers' energy, and obviously the shot total I think represents that, but... Uh, Montreal, you know, sometimes you get some breaks, and I'm not going to sit here and say Montreal uh, was lucky to win, but two of their three goals you would call uh, goals that were lucky for sure. The first one, Gallagher throws off Comrie and hits power, goes in, and then the last one, just a deflection up in the air that gets over Comrie after he had just robbed Anderson moments earlier, uh, and Buffalo ends up falling there. Darlene gets a really good look on a one-timer near the buzzer, but he can't get the puck past Montembeau, who was very good in this game, stopping 43 of Buffalo's 45 shots as uh, the Sabres fall. But, yeah, I, you know, s- some couple, two of the three goals for Montreal to me, you know, they're just bounces. And, again, I'm not sitting here saying Montreal got lucky to win. They found a way to get it done. They got outstanding goaltending. That's part of why you win in the NHL. Uh, but I can't fault the Sabers' effort in this one, especially coming off of a road trip. Uh, I thought they had energy for the most part. I thought, obviously, uh, they're, I mean, they had 45 shots, and I sat here on many times sitting here thinking, man, they should have shot the puck more. Tage Thompson, especially, a few times. I was thinking, man, they got to get the puck on the net. Victor Olivson, they got to get the puck on the net more, but Montembeau was very good. Okay, let's go down to the room for reaction. Dylan Cousins, one of the goal scorers, he's live with Paul Hamilton.
1: Thanks, Brian. Dylan, uh, you guys got some shots on goal. I mean, you had some chances, uh, still couldn't get it done. Now, what was the difference in the game, did you think?
3: I think, you know, we got lots of shots, but we might need more bodies around the net to get those rebounds and get those greasy goals. Um, not every goal is going to be pretty. Um, so I think, you know, that was something we, we can work on for sure.
1: You got through the first period. You had to kill off two penalties. I, I thought you guys set the pace when you were able to kill those off. Uh, it seemed like you were you were skating fast, and once you got through that, uh, you were playing pretty well.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think there's it was a little back and forth. You know, they came out and gave it to us for a few minutes at a time, and then you know, we we'd go back and give it to them a few minutes at a time. But you know, there's some times where they they were outworking us, and you know, keeping it in our zone too long, and you know, we can't allow that.
4: Dylan, well, frustration made it build up in that game when you get the tying goal i mean how tough is it to let it slip away when it looked like maybe that was finally gonna get you over the top
3: there? yeah um you know when we, when we score uh to tie it up with that you know not much time left we need i think to keep coming out harder and keep pushing pushing for that next one and uh you know not letting them get one like we did
1: was your goal maybe an example of what you were talking about because you had olofsson at the net uh, there there was a screen there which you used
3: yeah, I don't think that goal's going in if there's not a screen in front. Um, so that's just something we need, we need more net presence, you know, shots from the point with guys in front. And, you know, that, that's going uh, to help us score more goals for sure. How
1: about the power play? You worked it around, but, uh, you know, you weren't, you know, Jeff got it right near the end of it. But uh, you guys had plenty of opportunities on the power play. How did you feel that went?
3: Yeah, um, for the amount of power plays we had and chances, we uh, us as a power play definitely need to find a goal there. and and, uh, um, you know, that's something that's huge. Special teams is big. So we got to find ways to score goals on the power play.
1: Thanks, Dylan. Dylan Cousins on the post game. Brian, back to you.
0: All right, that is Dylan Cousins who got his third of the season. That was from Bryson and Pilot at 1254. A real nice quick spin from Cousins around the circle area. And then his shot got up high, and he mentioned the screen. It, I believe it was Olofsson who kind of jumped – right through the crease area as that puck went by Montembeau and into the net uh, for what ultimately was the game tying goal at that point, which made it a 2-2 game. And, uh, of course, Montreal goes on to win at 3-2. Back down to the room now, Jeff Skinner, live with Paul. Thanks, Brian. Jeff, uh, you guys uh, got the power play goal right at the end. Uh, talk
1: about how that came about and how that went in for you.
5: Yeah, we had some good movement, I think, most of the night on it. Um, we had some good looks. Um, and then we're able to get one. Obviously, we'd like to get another one, but um, it's nice to get one, I guess.
1: We relieve one went in for you. I mean, uh, that, that was your first one of the year where you relieved that, you know, one f- went went over the line for you.
5: Yeah, it's, it's always nice. Uh, obviously, if you haven't sort of got one in a while, to get one uh, to maybe relax a little bit. But uh, yeah, after that, you kind of look forward to the next one. And uh, I thought we had some chances. Um, just couldn't couldn't get that that uh, that one we needed.
6: Were you guys just cutting it too fine passing up shots on some of them? Maybe?
5: Yeah, maybe sometimes. Um, well, we did get a lot of shots. I think he made some good saves. Um, it's tough. I think when you, you see guys, they, they block some, some shots in, in some high-danger areas, I think. And, and when you see that, obviously, um, that's why guys are, are trying to pass up shots. They're, they don't want to get it blocked or they don't feel like they have the shot. So I thought maybe we can get a little bit more and to the net. Um, but for the most part, I think we got enough there. I think we just just need to sort of bear down when we get there. I think we could have, could have maybe bear down a little bit more in front on some of those rebounds. Yeah, fr-
4: certainly the, the game the other night was obviously sluggish. I mean, you're coming off a long trip. What did it say about it? you guys having the legs, having 45 shots in goal, and you know being able to you know get a lot done, even though the puck didn't end up in the net?
5: Yeah, it's good. Um, I think for us, that's kind of we're kind of expecting to be pretty pretty solid i think Uh, obviously there's challenges throughout the season but um you have to be sort of up to 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 meeting them i think um for example the two guys we're missing and and two guys that step in on on the back end have, have done a great job so far so um that's just the way the season goes i think you have to kind of fight through some adversity i think um we did an okay job of that I think tonight but but obviously didn't get the results. So there's there's definitely room for improvement there. You only
4: had one power play goal, but it just sense there was a lot more rhythm than there's been in some of these previous games.
5: Yeah, there's some good looks. Um I think for the most part the last last little while some of our challenges have been getting in the zone and getting set up. I think we did a good job of getting set up and once we once we're set up I think we've got we've got the skill around the outside to be able to, to, to create uh create opportunities and I think that's what you saw so Um, there's, there's definitely some good movement there and some, some good looks. Did you feel that
1: maybe you could have used more traffic around the net, around the goaltender?
5: Yeah, maybe. I think, obviously, they they don't want you there, so it's, it's about getting there at the right time, so, um, but yeah, obviously, we have to fight through checks to get there, and, and that's where you're going to make a difference, is, is right in front, because that's where a lot of pucks are sort of laying around, and that's where you have opportunities to, to finish plays. so, um. Yeah, definitely something we can we can work on, continue to work on. I think that throughout the season, that's that's always going to be something to work on. And um, Yeah, tonight we just didn't get there enough, I guess. Thank you, Jeff. Thank
0: you. Jeff Skinner on the postgame. Brian, back to you. Okay, Paul, thank you very much there with Jeff Skinner, Buffalo's other goal scorer. Skinner getting his goal on the power play, just 31 seconds into period two. That was a carryover power play opportunity that had started at the end of the first and then eventually went over into the second period in which Buffalo had 34 seconds or so left. Skinner's goal came 31 seconds in. Uh, A nice move near the goal line after Tuck uh, made a nice shifty little play to get him the puck as he was heading down toward the crease area. That tied the game up at one. Uh, Into the third, though, that's where Montreal takes the lead. Caden Gooley scoring at 651. Cousins, about six minutes later, ties things up, and then late, Montreal ends up getting the game winner, and now they've given credit to Gallagher for the final goal uh, as he g- picks up his second of the game and third of the season with just 3.46 to go uh, in the contest. Okay, we uh, may have more from the locker room, so we'll keep it right here. Still to come, Don Granado and uh, Paul Hamilton's take here following Montreal's 3-2 victory. Uh, let's get the final stats in. They're brought to you by Panic Chevrolet with you for the extra mile. How about this for the Sabres? 18 shots in the third. They had 45. All right, more stats in a minute. Down to the room. Eric Comrie now live with Paul. Thanks, Brian. Eric, uh didn't seem like you had a lot of luck today. You had
1: one puck you made a save. It goes in off your defenseman. The game-winning goal goes in off a uh, tipped in front of the net. It just didn't seem like you had a lot of puck luck tonight.
2: No, and that's sometimes the way it, got it, it goes. Um, that's the game we got to try and win 2-1, and I take responsibility for that. It's my job to get wins, and unfortunately I didn't get it tonight.
1: The, uh, it seemed like you did have the energy. Uh, sometimes when you have a long flight like that, uh, the team doesn't have energy. But in the first period, you got through the penalty kill real well. And did, did it appear to you that you, it was good energy for the team?
2: The guys played great tonight, I thought. I thought they had a of energy throughout the whole game. They came out. Um, it's always tough to get going after two PKs, but I think we did an awesome job killing them off. And then uh, I and mean, the guys played awesome tonight. You could see they played hard, really, really hard all game long. And unfortunately, that's... It's a game we got to win, and unfortunately, we do not get the win. But I mean, the guys played extremely hard tonight.
4: Eric, the frustration on the winning goal. I mean, you may have ten belts saved like five seconds before. You know?
2: Yeah, that's that's hockey. Sometimes, sometimes you don't get those bounces. Sometimes those things happen, and unfortunately, still got to. I mean, we got to try and win that game. That's a big game for us to win, and, and uh, we don't pull it off. So yeah, we'll go. We'll look at that one, and I'll look at the bales and get better from there.
4: A little disconcerting to come home from a good trip and have half the crowd rooting for the other team.
2: No. Um, I didn't notice that. I thought the, our crowd was good. I thought our crowd was really good. I mean, our crowd's been loud the whole season for us, and um, I, I, I didn't notice that, so I, I thought they were pretty loud for us, and uh, that's the way it is.
1: How do you get yourself ready for a game when you you play in Seattle, the next day you have a long flight home, you don't get to get a, a workout or anything in, and then you got a game on Thursday. How do you take care of yourself to get yourself ready for that challenge?
2: Uh, just... I mean, just do the little things I can. I mean, last night I tried to get to bed really early, just tried to go through my same routine I go through every single night, and then we got to the rink in the morning, and I thought the coaches put us through a great pre-game skate. As you can tell, we were ready to play tonight, and they got us ready to play, and they got us ready to go tonight. They were great for us. They uh, understood what we needed, and the coach did a great job of uh, getting our legs ready to go, and we, we were flying tonight. I thought we had a good game.
3: How's the adjustment to the workload going so far? Obviously, we knew you'd be taking under a lot more games. How's it feeling? A handful through
2: feels good so far. I mean, I don't feel tired at all, so that's, that's a positive sign. Um, no, I feel really good. Uh, well, just, I'm just taking it day by day and still trying to get better every single time I step on the ice. And for myself, it's just continuing to build every day.
1: Thank you, Eric. Awesome. Eric,
0: Eric Comrie on the postgame. Brian, back to you. Thank you, Paul. Eric Comrie faced 34 shots, made 31 saves in the loss as uh, Sam Montenbo gets the win. 43 saves. Just to uh, finish up the stats here, the shot totals end up 45-34. Buffalo 1 of 4 on the power play. Montreal 0 of 3. So there are your final stats. All right. At this time, we are going to say goodbye to all of our local affiliates. We will talk to you Saturday at 7 with the Sabres at home against Chicago. If you want to keep listening to the post game, go to WGR550.com. For all of you returning here on our flagship, Don Granato's postgame comments coming up. We'll get you highlights. Check of what's going on around the rest of the NHL. Final score Montreal 3, Buffalo 2. I'm Brian Colziel. This is the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network.
4: The Sabres blue line for Duran is broken up. There's Power trying to make the play.
0: Doc breaking it up. Doc trying to center. Look out! Oh, what a save by Comrie! He pushed over and gets there just in time. Dan Dunley, be there on the call with Eric Comrie and our save of the game. Brought to you by your Upstate Honda dealers. New inventory. New inventory is arriving daily. We welcome you back here to KeyBank Center 3-2. Montreal defeating Buffalo. We'll have Don Granato's postgame comments coming up here in just a moment. Also, if you missed the interview earlier today on WGR on our flagship station with Sabres general manager Kevin Adams. We'll have that toward the end of our postgame show. Also, Paul Hamilton's take as well. But let's get to the highlights from this one. After the Sabres and Canadians get one goal each in the first and second period, we go to the third with the game tied at one and Montreal getting the lead back. A one-timer from Caden Gouley. It's his first NHL goal. Canadians
4: in the offensive zone. Caulfield plays
5: it back to the line. Sabar just kept it in at the line. Far shot
4: scores! Boy, that shot was ripped on net by Caden Gouley.
0: Gouley at 6'51", his first Beautiful setup from Savard on the one-time blast. Two to one, Montreal at that point. 6-0-3 later, Buffalo able to tie it. A nice spin and a quick shot from Dylan Cousins ties it at two.
4: Pass to the point, back to Cousins, far
2: circle, score.
4: from D.C. ties the game at two in the third period.
0: At yeah, 12.54, Cousins with his third from Bryson and Pilot. That tied things up at two, just a little more, less than four minutes later, late in the third, Canadiens putting on some pressure, and eventually it's Gallagher who wins it for the Habs.
5: Dvorak sends a pass across. Dvorak
7: again sends it across. coming with a
0: 46 to go. That's your game winner. Gallagher getting credit for it. His third from Savard at 16-14. 3-2 Montreal there. That's the play of the game. Brought to you by NOCO. Delivering comfort to homes and businesses since 1933. Sabres, again, having trouble. We've seen it a couple times this year. Trying to get the goaltender out late. Comrie did not get out of the net until there was well under a minute to go in the game. Buffalo was kind of pinned in their own end there at times as they were trying to rush out. They did get it out momentarily and then Quinn threw the puck down the ice which turned into an icing so uh, unable to get Kamri out there really until the end. They did get one good look. Darlene a one-timer did not think though he got enough wood on it. Maybe if that gets off his stick perfectly uh, that could have gone in but didn't get uh, full power on it. Uh, Buffalo ends up one short by a 3-2 score. Okay, Sabres head coach Don Granato now, live as we head down to the media room.
7: We're in a goal that, you know, I think we, we tried to pass the puck into the net, uh, feeling, feeling good about puck movement or possession time, and didn't have the killer instinct that we needed at that point. And it caught up to us. You get
4: the sense the same thing happened in third, you finally get the thing even, and you're thinking this is now the yeah. second
7: thing, and you weren't able to. Think. Interesting, and in the third for me, uh, and I had a chance to just review it a little bit, uh, you know, we tied it up, but it's something we've talked about for, for a year and a half here. No fear and, and hesitation, and, and we backed off. And and uh, very uncharacteristic. Um, you know, is it, is it is it you know is it a fatigue thing? Is it wh- whatever? But uh, uncharacteristically, I thought we backed off uh, specifically on defensively um, and gave up time and space. We were not uh, assertive enough, and you know uh, they've got good hockey players over there. and Gave a little extra time to execute.
1: Presence felt like he um, you said, "Yeah, you 45 shots is good," but he
7: felt you guys could add more net front presence, more bodies. To that. You yeah. Completely agree. Uh, as I mentioned, I felt that we, we tried to pass the puck into the net. Uh, you know, we we needed to, to to be content just scoring a you know a, a, an ugly goal, as they say, and just bang away, get people in the net, and find a find a way to get a rebounder. A little bit more traffic, but we had we had good possession time, and and it it was almost uh, the kiss of death for us tonight. Don, what was your uh, thought putting Dali and Power together? They're they're obviously very uh, intelligent offensively, and um, you know when we were behind the other night in Seattle, we put them together in the possession and puck movement was was good. Um, Obviously. This is induced with the with the uh, injuries to Yokoharu and Samuelson, and uh, we figured we would try it. What did you think of, of Powers' game in general? I mean, it's
4: you know, it's a good, and it's up and down, and we saw it yeah. plays, and we saw.
7: It yeah. T- tonight was a you know there was he made an incredible play at the end to set Darlene up for for uh, uh, an opportunity to tie the game with just a few seconds left, and that's the high end skill that he has, but. He had a, you know, he had a, a few challenging moments tonight, as did many other guys on our team. So it's, you hate to say, he had them because of his age, or he had him because of lack of experience. He he had some challenging, the challenging moments he had tonight, other guys have too. So, uh, but yeah, it was probably the first night, um, you know, that he's been with us. There was probably a few more challenging moments, um, and he'll grow from it. He'll get better because of it for Eric that he, he makes a huge save, real like save, and then seconds later, the goal had go goals. I do, definitely. You definitely do. Eric played a, played a real good game for us, and it was one heck of a save um, prior to the goal. Uh, so, yeah, absolutely unfortunate for him. And
1: and you
4: were able to set the tone with your two penalty
7: kills in the first period, and your overall penalty kill was that uh, you probably had more chances than they did
3: the things
7: that were going real well for me. Yeah, unfortunately, it took us out of any rotation or rhythm to start the game. You, you have to kill four minutes out of the first six, and it really botched lines. You had Krebs and Quinn that hadn't had any ice time at that point, uh, six minutes into the game. So, um, you know, that was a bummer, but the kill itself, those guys, you know, the, the opposite of toward the end of the game, they played fearless, they were aggressive, they, they were assertive. And uh, we lost that after we tied the game. We, we had that hesitation. But, you know, I was certainly happy with that, um, the concepts that I have just mentioned um, early on, to, to not allow them, uh, you know, much early and until we could get going. And we got going in the second and didn't finish. So. Good night, Good night everyone.
0: Okay, there's Sabres head coach Don Granato following the loss to the Canadiens by a score of 3-2 to as we bring it back up here to the press box at KeyBank Center. Brian Colziel. we will check the scores here for Pat in just one moment uh, as Buffalo falls in this one by a 3-2 to score. Let's get you the three stars. Uh, Dylan Cousins from Buffalo with a goal, star number three. Josh Anderson uh, with what now looks like just to be an assist. They're crediting Gallagher with the last goal. So he uh, is star number two, and in net, oh, now they've changed it back to Anderson. Okay, so Anderson gets now what is the game-winning goal. So he's star number two, and in goal tonight, Sam Montembeau, very good, 43 saves. He's star number one, and we'll make Sam Montembeau, the Montreal goaltender, the electric player of the game. Brought to you by Town BMW for an electrifying performance. Make sure you check out Town BMW's lineup of EVs. The attendance tonight was 12,735. Some of them Canadians fans for sure. And Buffalo will continue the four-game homestand Saturday at 7 o'clock against Chicago. We'll have the pregame at 6 right here on the Sabres radio network. Injury Report Time now brought to you by Losey and Ganji, Buffalo's workers' compensation and personal injury attorneys working hard for hardworking Western New Yorkers. Well, you'll hear the interview with Kevin Adams here coming up in just a few minutes. He said today on our flagship station on WGR that uh, Matias Samuelson would miss. He said, quote, a few weeks. So, To me, from what my eyes saw the other night, I think it's good news. It looked like that could have been a very, very severe long-term injury. But uh, Samuelson right now, a few-week injury, according to the Sabres GM. Paul Hamilton's thoughts coming up. But first, let's check the scoreboard. We go around the league, and here is Pat Malacaro.
6: Thanks, Brian. We'll start in Nashville, where the Predators are doubling up St. Louis 4-2. to Four different scores for Nashville, looking for the third win of the season. Midway through the second in Chicago, the Blackhawks and Oilers tied at three. Each team with four wins on the year. Connor McDavid now up to seven goals already, a pair for Edmonton in that contest. Dallas won. Washington, nothing. Five minutes to go in the second period. Just about to get underway in Seattle tonight between the Kraken and the Canucks. Vancouver, 0-5-2 to start the year, despite three goals from Elias Pettersson to begin the season. 10:30 start out in L.A. for the Kings and the Jets, while the Maple Leafs are in San Jose to take on the 2-7 Sharks. Also a 10:30 faceoff. Finals from earlier on. The Bruins scored three times in the third to pull away from the Red Wings, 5-1, while the Wild double up. Ottawa 4-2, Marc-Andre Fleury 27 saves in the victory, and it was a 4-3 flyer win over the Panthers tonight, giving Philadelphia their fifth win in seven games this season. To Thursday night football into the third quarter now, three minutes in. The Buccaneers continue to lead the Ravens 10-3. Baltimore scoring first on a Justin Tucker field goal then 10 straight points, including a Leonard Fournette touchdown has given the Bucs that seven-point lead. Baltimore with the ball in Tampa Bay territory. They got 12-13 to go third quarter. Tampa Bay 10, the Ravens 3. And also you can head over to our flagship website, WGR550.com to see more about the artist renderings of what would be the new stadium for the Bills in Orchard Park. And on one note from baseball tonight as well, game one of the World Series getting underway tomorrow from Houston. The American League champion Astros will host the National League pennant winners the Phillies. Aaron Nola getting the start for Philadelphia. He'll be opposed by the Expected Cy Young winner in the American League, Justin Verlander. The Astros, 106 wins on the season. Brian, the Phillies clinching the last playoff spot, 87-75, and 75, but they're in the World Series in the Fall Classic against the Astros.
0: Okay, who's your pick? Who's
6: winning? Houston. Despite Wheeler and Nola, Aaron, uh, Aaron Nolan and uh, Zach Wheeler being two of the best pitchers uh, this postseason, that's a great one-two punch. I think the Houston offense is good enough to neutralize the good pitching by the Phillies.
0: They haven't lost yet in the playoffs, correct, Houston? Right. Yeah, they've been really good. Thank you, Pat. Thanks. All right, back to our game now. 3-2 Canadians. The score, Buffalo with 45 shots in the loss. Chicago coming up next on Saturday. Again, Sabres general manager Kevin Adams, his interview earlier today on WGR coming up. But first, let's go down to the media room area, and Paul Hamilton is with us here, Paul. A, uh, A game in which the Sabres come off of a West Coast trip but you wouldn't know it, I would say pretty good energy considering the flight, the jet lag, the the games with only a day in between, and 45 shots, and they probably could have had more. It seemed as though there were times that they passed up on some looks. So how do we break down this one here, a loss to what people on paper would see as maybe not that good of a team?
1: Yeah, just what the players and coaches were saying. Uh, you know, They could have had more traffic in front of the net with 45, 40- five shots. It made it a little bit harder on Montreal's goaltender. So, uh, But they did have the better of the play, and I was sitting next to Brayton Wilson, and I was saying, they're going to be sorry. That second period, the first 15 minutes, that was their period. They were out shooting Montreal 13-2 to two in the period, and then Montreal got the next seven shots and basically hemmed Buffalo in their zone to, to finish the second period, and I thought uh, that was their time, and Don Granato said that. He felt that was the turning point in the game, that They didn't take advantage of those chances. They gave up some of the shots, good shots that they had. They didn't have net front presence. They did get a lot of shots, though, and a lot of chances anyway. They had some good chances to score anyway, and especially shorthanded, where Mm -hmm. in the third period where Tuck and Middlestack got stopped consecutively on great shorthanded opportunities, and right after that, Middlestack goes in alone on a breakaway. There was an opportunity right there. Uh, where maybe you don't lose the game if you score that goal so um you know it's it's a tough loss for them because they had the energy you worry about if they're going to have the energy nope except for the end of the second period i thought they had great energy i thought they really got energized once they killed those two penalties to start the game and i thought you know they skated well and looked like they had the energy and uh but when the opportunity was there, they didn't take advantage of it. And then a couple of goofy goals go in on Comrie. You know, you got one where he makes the save. It hits power in the skate and then goes in on the rebound. The the game-winning goal right before that, Comrie absolutely robbed Anderson. What a save that was. And then power takes the puck and, and clears it out of the air into the corner so there's no rebound or it doesn't bounce into the net. It, it was up in the air. Maybe it could have bounced into the net and Anderson gets it back near the point he takes a shot Gallagher tips it in it's screened and a- another goal where you know Comrie has no chance on it and Comrie just had no luck tonight i mean it's, it's two goals that went in that he has no chance on and and uh Montreal wins by one
0: yeah i was going to you broke down Comrie's game nicely but Comrie didn't seem to feel that way Paul was he just being a nice teammate there saying that uh you know he was kind of the reason why they fell i mean as you said, two of those three goals, like, what are you going to do?
1: Yeah, he expects to win when he goes out there. And if he doesn't win, it's on him. That's how he thinks. I'm not saying it's on him. I'm saying he thinks that way. Yeah. That, um, you know, he he was brought here to win hockey games to help this team improve. And if he doesn't win the hockey game, that's on him. And now he's two and three as a goaltender, but he's played in some tough spots. Seattle, uh, this one where two goofy goals wind up going in on him. uh, and then he gave up the one timer to Gooley from the circle for his first National Hockey League goal, and at the other end you got the other goaltender where, when the Sabers had some luck, at right in the first period that shot by Thompson it goes through him, but it trickles and, and there's not enough on it doesn't make it to the goal line. I think it rested up against the post, um, you know. So you know they didn't get that, but you know the the Skinner play was good luck where uh, a puck, you know they good play by Quinn to get it out in front of the net and then Tuck tries to get it to Skinner goes off a skate then goes to Skinner and then he puts a great move on to put it in so the Sabres got a lucky one there too from the fact that uh, that puck went off a skate and then got to Skinner.
0: Paul how about the Sabres power play tonight one of four you mentioned the chances shorthanded what did you think of the power play which underwent uh, some changes in terms of how they put everybody out there?
1: They're moving the puck around well and I don't know why. It seems like, you know, Thompson, look at how many shots and shot attempts he had in this game. I think it was double figures, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, he just – it seems like he's just a little bit off on his shot. And what I mean by that is it's not quite as quick. I'm noticing, like on the one-timers and the power play, the goaltenders are there and squared up. How many times did uh, last year on those one-timers on the power play or even at five-on-five – where he rips the shot and it's gone before the goaltender can get set up and get there. I'm not seeing that. The goaltender's there and squared up and making the save, which means it's a split-second late, or maybe it's a split-second not as hard of a shot. I I can't tell you exactly what's going wrong, but the the fact that the goaltender's there and set up tells me there's
0: something in the execution there that he's not quite getting it off fast enough. Okay, Paul, the uh, four-game homestand continues Saturday. Let's get one final thought here uh, to the Blackhawks coming in here. What do you think maybe has to be the focus for this team going into Saturday night's game?
1: Well, they can't let this get away from them. All right, you've lost two in a row. You can't make it three, four, five, especially in this division. If you have any thought at all about keeping up, you, you can't. You can't lose five games in a row or something like that or get on a losing streak like that because if you do, you're out. Because look at where they were when they were 4-1 in second and third place. They never could get in the top spot, and they're 4-1, and one, you know. So uh, you you just definitely can't do that. And here come the Chicago Blackhawks, who supposedly are tanking, and they're fresh off of beating the Florida Panthers. Yeah. you know, who are one of the best teams in the league. So, um, you know, Buffalo's going to have to, you know, get back to it and finish this month strong with games – against the Chicago Blackhawks and the Detroit Red Wings and forget about these last two games where they've lost. And, I mean, they were awful. Like in Seattle, they didn't play well. This one, there were a lot of things you can take away where they did play well. But, again, Don Granato brought it up in the post game. He felt after they tied the game, they backed off. And he that's, that's not what he coaches. That's not what he wants. He wants them to be fearless and keep coming, not backing off. And that's what he felt they did and allowed – you know Montreal to bring the play to them to score the game-winning
7: goal.
0: Paul, thank you for your work tonight. Great job as always, and we'll see you here Saturday night with the Blackhawks in town. Looking forward to it. Take care. Okay, great. Paul Hamilton with us here on our post-game show. Sabers followed the Canadiens by a three-to-two score. I just want to update you on the Thursday night football game. Uh, Lamar Jackson with a touchdown pass, and the Ravens and the Bucks are tied. 10 a piece. If you're looking for that game, you can listen on our sister station, the bet 1520, but the score now Baltimore and Tampa, 10 to 10, nine minutes to go in the third quarter. Okay. Before we leave you here from KeyBank center, we want to let you hear from the Sabres general manager, Kevin Adams joined our flagship station WGR earlier this afternoon with Mike Shope and talked about the West coast trip, the injuries on the Sabres blue line, and his thoughts on this upcoming four-game homestand. So let's hear from the Sabers' general manager. Here's Kevin Adams just earlier this afternoon on WGR.
7: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe.
2: Visit
6: HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy,